Hello and welcome to the shitty podcast. Shitty intro for a shitty podcast. So let's get right into it. I want to talk about Twitter. Twitter is a, a very interesting form of media. I don't really use it other than to find out information about things that are trending or things that show up in other news sources because on Twitter you can kind of really see what people are thinking about real people well hopefully real people and I'll I'll explain what I mean by that as I go on a big problem with Twitter or I don't know if it's a problem actually I just think it's just what Twitter does because um just a little information about me I'm very not on a side right now as far as everything going on and I'm I want to be very clear about that um I think there's too many people who are rising up against, rising against the machine, rising against Trump and the government because they're afraid to not do that. And they're not thinking clearly. And I don't agree with what's going on with the children being separated from their families. I just think that, especially on Twitter, when you look at the people who get really or appear to be very passionate about these new uh, new issues that come up, I think it's very superficial. Um, so I'm just not the type of person that gets too worked up about issues. Honestly, I just don't. <laughs> I don't necessarily think everyone should be like that. But for me, it's. I just think it's the best way to go. Certain things, obviously, with kids, that's probably the one thing that I'm going to get mad if something bad is happening to a child. Of course, I want to do something about it. Um, But I don't think, I think people are a little bit too emotional in their responses. If you see something you don't like that's being done by someone who you don't like, you have to really figure out how to get them to change that. And usually when you scream at them, it's not going to work. So... I mean, whatever. That's my two cents about that. Um, But Twitter. Twitter is a very dangerous form of media, and it is the future of media. Everything about it is the future of media, period. So just to give, and it's also keeping television alive, which I think is really interesting. And I didn't realize that until the BET Awards. So everybody, I think, knows that there's Black Twitter and there's Twitter. I'm mixed, by the way. I don't know if I sound white or whatever, but I'm mixed. I'm partially black. There's black blood in my veins. Um, so I do enjoy the occasional black tweet. <laughs> and so when the BET Awards was trending on Twitter, there was a lot of people saying funny things and taking screenshots. So that made me watch the BET Awards because I wanted to see what everybody was talking about. People were talking about how Jamie Foxx is a bad host. How the, the whole audience was into it. How Cassie was really bad. <laughs> doing the, the pre-show red carpet stuff. So I wanted to see it. Um, and that's happened a few times with twin twins. Wow, trends. <laughs> twins with trends on Twitter for me. Because I'm definitely not a TV person. The only show I really like is RuPaul's Drag Race. Other than that, I'm, I'm really over all of the black ink and... All of those shows, like, I'm over it. I just don't like it anymore. So um, Twitter also had a big 
trending topic uh, regarding the Westworld 2 finale, which I don't watch Westworld. I tried to watch the first episode and kind of couldn't get into it. Um, but when I read some of the articles, I think Vanity Fair had an article and all these kind of weird things that you wouldn't think would write about it. We're talking about all these twists throughout the whole show. And now I'm like, oh, so that seems cool. I love a good twist. Who doesn't like a good twist? So now I feel like I want to watch the show off of Twitter. And I think obviously the articles are like that too. There was a big article by the root.com that was talking about the, you know, permit Patty, the white lady that, uh, call, call, or I guess she was pretending to call the police, but called the police on a little black girl that was selling lemonade outside of her building. Um, that was a big trending thing. And when you looked at the, when you click the trend to find out more, the best thing to do is click the article. So Twitter is a great place to springboard other businesses, other websites, TV shows, other platforms, YouTube, everything like that. So I think even obviously Kim Kardashian, she posts a lot of stuff about her makeup. She retweets stuff from um, from everyday people who are wearing her makeup. So that makes people feel closer and want to buy more things. And then, of course, there's going to be a link and you can go right from Twitter. So it's really a springboard for a bunch of different businesses. Now, in that respect, I think it's great. I think it's helping the economy. I think it's helping news stay alive and it's helping news stay credible because now you can call people out on Twitter. You can call out your, your local news, international news, national news. If they're posting something fake and you have something to prove that it's not fake, everyone will be able to see it in the hashtag. And, you know, retweeting, you can, you can really expose people on Twitter and expose media on Twitter, uh, traditional media, and what and these big corporations can easily be exposed on Twitter. That's great. Now, the problem with it. The problem with Twitter is that it creates, and I know this has been said before, I'm pretty sure I've heard this said in the same way, but it's it creates an echo chamber and it creates a feedback loop. And it's very creepy when you think about it. So the issue with all online accounts is that it's really difficult to tell who's real and who's not. And and by real, I would say, by real, I mean someone who's not being told to create an account or told to tweet something, because that can happen too. So when you see things that start trending, obviously we know Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> we know Twitter can control the trends. We get it. It's we, I think everyone, that's pretty common knowledge. They can they put up little prompts for people in the morning, like Wednesday, wisdom, Monday motivation, things like that. That's not so much a big deal. But when other stories start trending, like about different things that happen in the news, it's really easy to create a panic, basically, like yelling fire in a, in a movie theater. So let's say... Just let's just make something up. As an example, let's say Trump suddenly. Well, that's not really a good example. I was gonna do an abortion example. That's too extreme. 
I'll just do something a little later. Um, let's just say Trump. It's something about Trump fighting Obama, that he got in a street fight with Obama. Stupid example. Just follow it. <laughs> so like, Trump got in a street fight with Obama. So the, the hashtag is Trump versus Obama. Okay, so we fit, we fed that into the Twitter machine. And the machine, it's very interesting because each individual user becomes a cog in this machine. So... We have our hashtag Trump versus Obama. You click the hashtag and the first thing that pops up is going to be a news article. It's going to be a link to a news article a moment. Okay. That's something that Twitter intentionally put as part of that hashtag in order to create that hashtag and, you know, put it on the trending and have it catch catch on. So now, geez, I got the Twitter tab open. I should probably close that. They're probably listening. Let's close that. Okay. (laughs) So now the issue is everyone is going to click whatever article is there. Who knows about whether or not the article is accurate? That's a whole nother story. But they're going to click it or they're just going to see the title, Trump and Obama fight. And then all of a sudden, everyone is going to try to be funny. They're going to try to be funny. And then they're also simultaneously going to virtue signal. I don't really like the term virtue signal. I think it's kind of ick. Like, you don't have to say it like that. They're going to try to make themselves seem like a great fucking person by saying, oh, I I know Obama whooped his butt. That's what he gets for being a bigot. (laughs) And I'm not saying that he's not a bigot. I'm not saying, like, Obama wouldn't whoop his butt. I'm not saying anything about that. All I'm saying is that's how people tweet Everyone who tweets is either trying to tell everyone that they're a great, amazing person, that they're willing to fight, or not even willing to fight, but that they stand against anything that's wrong morally as far as what, you know, today's standards of morality. So that means they're they're pro-gay rights, they're pro-abortion, they're pro-women's um, rights. They don't want any sexual harassment for women. All of those are great things. But people on Twitter need everyone else on Twitter to know that they, like, are a good person. (laughs) It's a big part of the, the identity of Twitter users. And it's true with every single person. If you go to anybody's Twitter account, I, I don't care who they are. It doesn't matter who they are. Those are the things that are going to happen. They're going to try to tell you in their tweets or in their replies, they're telling you that they're a great, amazing person and that they're hilarious. Those are the two things that Twitter users want everyone to think about them. And it's so irritating when you look at it from the outside. So for me, I'm what you would call an anonymous, I'm like an anonymous internet user. So I, I wish, honestly, I hope that someone who actually, you know, studies demographics listens to this podcast because um, I think I will represent a very, very unique part of the internet because I represent people who barely or rarely comment um, and don't really take other 
internet users seriously. Um, and I'm anonymous on every website. You will not find a picture of me. I'm sure people could figure out who I was, but you won't. I mean, I just don't care. I don't. I don't feel a need to be to have an image, an online image, or I don't feel a need for the, that validation that comes with social media. I'm not saying that's why everybody uses social media or started using it, but that's why most people continue to use it. So if you go to any Twitter hashtag recently, you know, rest in peace to um, Junior. Lissandra, I think his name was Lissandro. Um, Garcia Feliz, I think that was his full name. Uh, he got stabbed by these gang members for no reason, mistaken identity. So may he rest in peace. This was in the South Bronx. Now, this was trending on Twitter. And this is, you still see the same thing. There were people, nobody was trying to be funny about this particular topic because it's not funny. And I think people think it's funny is that's kind of disgusting. The only, I mean, if anything, I think maybe somebody said, made a joke about people recording the fact that they didn't do anything and they just would were recording. But um, every single person is, obviously they're condemning the murderers, of course, but they're also trying to show that they are a good person by tweeting about it and simultaneously condemning the murders in that tweet and condemning the people who didn't help. And I thought that was particularly interesting because a, a lot of people who are vocal on Twitter, in real life, they don't say shit. And that's just a fact. I know people who online, they look, even in Snapchat and and in, in videos, and they just sound like they're this really outgoing person. In person, they don't say shit, especially when it comes to being confrontational. And social anxiety is a real thing, and it really is affecting people more. And it is because of social media. That has a large role in that. So the likelihood of any of these people actually saying something is about, I would say, it's probably like 3%. So if you took all the people who said they would help, probably 3% of them would have actually said something or done something in that situation. It's hard. Like, I've been in situations where I've told people to stop, you know, stop the violence, like to stop almost killing somebody. I've been in two different situations like that. And in these two situations, there was no weapon and it was only one person. It was hard for me to say that. Like, me, it's more of an instinct. I grew up in New York City and I just have a different way of looking at, like, you know, violence, because in New York, you can't avoid seeing it if you're in a good neighborhood or a bad neighborhood. I grew up in a decent neighborhood. It was a lot of mixed. It was very mixed. So when I see something like that, I think my reaction is different than, you know, someone who's never been around anything like that, blah, blah, blah. So my point is, it's not easy to say something when that's happening and to have a whole bunch of gang members with weapons. What are you really going to do in the first place? Like, I know for me personally, I know I would have tried to say something. But like I said, I've been in situations like that before. So I could say, yeah, I would have tried to do something. I would have said it, you know, something. I would have tried to do something. But the majority of those people would not have, really would not have. There's no chance in how that they would have done that. They probably would barely defend people that they actually know in situations like that. So Twitter just really, I mean, this is kind of a weird example. I know it's like a really sad thing to happen, but 
it's just to show that Twitter is a place for people to puff themselves up and make themselves seem like an angel, a hero, a celebrity, a comedian. And, t- and I really think Twitter is a great example compared to the other social media platforms. And I'm going to get into Snapchat too because of the hashtag feature and the fact that it shows up on the side of everyone's page and it's based on um and it's different based on your demographics i think and you're definitely your location i'm not sure if it really changes like if you're a man or a woman but i'm sure there's something they're keeping track of that um the hashtag feature is really what encourages the you know these jokes that people make, everybody's trying to be the, the funniest kid in the class on a hashtag, everybody, every single person, if the person's old, if they're young, if they're white, black, Asian, Chinese, Asian, Chinese, Asian, Indian, Indian is Asian, I guess, you get what I'm saying, rich, poor, every single rapper, every freaking person is trying to be, and then I guess I keep mentioning it because it's so irritating when you when you're not someone who uses social media and you stop, you really sit and kind of do a deep dive into it and look through it, it's just, it's so, it's so uncomfortable to read the things that people say and how they're really trying to be funny. It's just so uncomfortable. Ugh. Um, and like I said, the other part is the pretending to be the hero, the great guy, the great girl. Like, you're just such a nice, accepting wonderful person all the time yes that's just what everybody wants to be right now and that's what they put out and so you just have all these people kind of like I I don't know so much too much about the singularity but I did see the movie her (laughs) and um so I think based on their explanation and I know that they used like a it was kind of like a robot simulated version of Alan Watts Maybe I should explain what hers. Hers is about basically a guy falls in love with a Siri. So like on the iPhone, you have Siri. There's basically an advanced version that gets created and people like her so much and she's so interactive that they end up dating her. Um, this is with Joaquin Phoenix. He's amazing. Like he's so good. That movie is really good. So um, in that movie, they talk about the singularity. And I guess, by, well, spoiler alert, kind of not really. By the end of the movie, the the Siri character, which is just in the phone, starts to basically fall in love with everybody. So everybody is boyfriend or girlfriend. I guess because they're, I think there's a male version, whatever. Everybody's significant other is Siri, essentially. Is this, is this AI? Um, and so they kind of, it kind of becomes like, it makes you think about social media. I'm not really explaining it right. I'm not a very smart person. I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's just, let's just stop. I'm not one of those people who I want to like seem like I'm smart. I hate people like that. Let's just get it out there. I'm not that smart, okay? These are just my observations. Okay, end of that. Um, so, yeah. Basically, he, there's a character, uh, an artificial intelligence character of Alan Watts, who was like basically a philosopher. Um, and it, it, you should look him up because it's complicated to explain. But basically, all people's minds kind of make up one mind. That's the gist of what he believes. 
and what a lot of people believe. But Twitter really makes you see that that's true. Because back to the feedback loop, I know my example was kind of, eh, it didn't matter. I guess the actual examples are better. But when you once you feed something into a hashtag, so this is where I come in with the, the fact that some of these people, you don't know who the people writing into the hashtags, using the hashtags, you don't know which one of those people have been told to write something. You don't know which of those accounts are actually fake. And I'm not saying, I don't have any proof of this, but I'm just saying, theoretically, it's definitely possible to feed information and reactions into a hashtag to affect other people's perception, perception, perception of what they should be feeding into the hashtag. Uh-huh. That was what I was trying to say in this uh, 21 minutes so far. <laughs> I- I'm trying to say that Twitter is scary because it's, it's giving, it's very easy to manipulate the way people want to be perceived. Manipulating the way people want to be perceived is more dangerous than manipulating their choices or their thoughts individually, like their individual thoughts about things, their inner thoughts. It's more important to influence the way people want to be seen. And that's why social media is a huge tool that's used to manipulate the entire population. And as and, and that's, to me, I think that's bad, but I understand why, because if it's that easy to manipulate the population, you have to steer it in a certain direction. What are you going to do? Have these people just running around just thinking their own thoughts? <laughs> Why? You could just control it so you can kind of easily tell who who's on which team. And then that brings us to America. And we are in like the Twitter time, like how they had the Jurassic period. We're definitely in the Twitter period. We're out of the Facebook period, I think, a little bit. Just a tad. I think we're a little, we're kind of, we're in the live phase, so we're in the Instagram live phase. Uh, I guess Snapchat's a little bit dead, but we're in the, the live stream phase, and Twitter's part of that because it's, it's very interactive and instant, kind of get instant reactions. So in the Twitter age, with everything going on with Trump, it's every single media outlet and social media platform is thriving under the Trump administration because of the amount of controversy and the lack of clarity about what is really going on. So for me, whenever I hear something new, I just feel like it's always sensationalized. Not to say that the things that have been going on are bad, but I think they're always presented as bad without any inkling to why the things are being done um, in the first place. And I think it's important to understand what why somebody's doing something so it's present it's making it seem like donald trump really is like a crazy man sitting in an office just thinking of random things and doing them and as much as everybody i get it it's funny that's what everybody says he's just a crazy old man just sitting there spitting out things he he's not literally insane he's not actually mentally insane to the point where he can't form a coherent thought. As much as people make jokes like that and say it, it's just not true. But let's just be real. It's not true. He he has his own way of thinking through problems that seems logical to him, just like everybody else. 
So I think it's important. It's it's sad that it just has to be sensationalized immediately, and then everybody just goes, "Yes, well, he's crazy. He is everything you said that you're trying to act like is is hyperbole. It's actually completely accurate. It's just not true. It's just not true. It doesn't matter if you like him or not. He's not doing things randomly. So the media is always portraying every action that Trump does as random and insane, every single one. So what that does is it makes people believe everything they're saying without examining it. So when this whole Trump thing started, I always made sure Twitter is a great place to see both sides of an argument. I want to see what both people are doing. Why Why do people agree with them? Do you, does anyone stop who's on the other side stop and say, wait, but why are they agreeing? What they're not not all the people who are following Trump are just insane people randomly doing things. Even animals have a logic to what they do. So even if you see them as low lifes and crazy and racist and not worth your time, there's a reason why they support him. There's a reason why he's doing the things he's doing. And I think the media is blocking you from trying to analyze why he's doing things more than anything else. Now I doubt, I really, I don't think people listen to my podcast. I don't think they ever will. That's great. I hope that in the future, this is preserved somewhere. Anchor, you can put this in a museum or whatever. That would be really awesome. Like a million years from now, people could hear me. But but seriously, I think that's a big problem with our society. Now, on the other side of that, though, when I look on Twitter, it makes me think maybe we need this. Maybe Maybe not everybody needs to think analytically. That's a thought. I don't think everybody needs to think analytically. Like I, I've known a very, very extremely wide range of different people in my life. People who are geniuses, people who are thug geniuses, <laughs> you know, military people, gangsters, whatever, drugs. I've known like pretty much every kind of person. And when I combine my database of people with Twitter and just what this, these personalities that are being created through Twitter, I think, and on one hand, I think, fuck them, you know, if they don't want to think for themselves and they want to fall for this machine, if, if they want to fall for this machine and just let their thoughts be manipulated by the media and not think for themselves, that's fine, because if you want to think for yourself, the information is there. There's it, the amount of information that has came out in the last three years is ridiculous about everything. Um, so I really think that it's important. Well, I didn't even—I don't even know why I said that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's important. I I think that if you're not willing to think for yourself and you want to feed, you want to be the class clown on Twitter. You want to be so funny on Twitter. There's, oh, this is crazy. On a lot of those like Monday motivation, Wednesday wisdom, or like there was a hashtag that was like, if I was rich or why I'm not rich and stuff like that. On these little funny hashtags that Twitter puts up to start, you know, conversations, social interactions. There are so many moms looking for dick on those. <laughs> and then they say, don't at me. It, it was like, oh, if what are you missing in your life? It was something like that. And and this, I could, it, her, her name on it was like soccer mom, not exaggerating. And she was like, oh, I can always use some more sex. Don't at me. Like, 
why are you saying that? Why? Because you want to be the funny mom that gets screenshotted and, and memed on Twitter. You want to be the class clown. And then at the same time, you're promoting this whole sexual liberation movement with the women. So you're the good guy. You're the great feminist that we're all looking for. You see what I mean? And that's personally what I'm against as an individual. I just think stop trying to be like funny on Twitter. Just just put what you're actually thinking. Stop trying to be a good guy. Like I like the accounts that were like, like when Kanye Kanye West was like, I'd be taking naps. Like Kanye West is, he's good at Twitter. That's how you're supposed to do Twitter. Like that. (laughs) It's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be like, yeah, you know, I took a shit. Like, yeah, okay. Peace out, y'all. I like those accounts, like the normal, normal ass people thinking for themselves, not trying to be funny. If they really think something, they say it, not trying to be a good guy, not trying to be a bad guy on purpose, just regular ass people just saying what they think. That's what it should be in my perfect world. But then when I look at the hashtags and I go down and I read all the stupid shit people say, I'm like, oh, now y'all could be in that feedback loop. You want to be in it. If you want to be in it, I mean, you agree to get on the ride. You signed up for the account. You put your picture up there. You keep feeding into the loop. So stay in the loop. What's wrong with that? Go ahead. That You're the good guys, right? Okay, go ahead. Be the good guys. Good, 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 good job, guys. Oh, you're so funny. So, Oh, I'm going to retweet this. Oh, yeah, I'm funny, too, because I retweeted your joke. Now I'm funny. Now people think I'm funny. Come on now, it's just dumb, and it's just dumb to me. And I'm glad that there's. I know I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people who think it's dumb, and there's a lot of people who don't use it. Well, actually, I don't think there's a lot of people who don't use it in that way. I I don't think that, but I, there's a lot of people I know who who agree with me. But it, it's like I said, I don't think it's one of those things where oh, okay, so now I'm gonna go on Twitter and start a movement to be a real Twitter. Um, <laughs> A real tweeter. I'm real. I'm gonna keep my Twitter real. 100, 100. Um, because you know why? If I start doing that, then that means I'm doing the good guy thing. I'm trying to make. Oh, everybody! I'm good because I'm trying to be real. Look at me, and I'm feeding that fucking feedback loop. And now someone else is gonna be like, Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna be real too. This tweet is real. Now I'm gonna retweet your tweet, and now I could be real too. That's all I gotta do, and now I'm real. <laughs> 100. Like, like for real, that's really how it works. And that's why I really don't want to be on it. But at, I'm not going to say I hate it because I don't like when people go, oh, I, I, I fucking hate Twitter. I hate it. It's horrible. I, ah, the people are so fake. Like, don't. They like it. They're having a good time, feeling like they're amazing people. Never done nothing for nobody in their whole life, but, but retweeting and hashtag and they feel good about it. So let them be. Let Twitter make their coin. Let these people be. This is the way that they feel better about themselves. Let them fucking be. That's my position about Twitter. They people like it, so let them keep doing it. But if you if you're somebody who has had a moment where you're like, oh my god, why did I tweet that? I'm a douchebag. And you hear me say this, I hope that it wakes you up to be like, oh shit, she's actually right. Let me not fuck with this shit no more. <laughs> So if you like, if you agree with the things I'm saying, I just would like you to to be a little more observant. Just think a little bit more about, you know, trying to be that funny guy on Twitter. 
if any of this resonates with you. But if it doesn't resonate with you, have fun. Like, what? Black Twitter is popular. Like, Twitter is funny as hell. <laughs> when I was when I was watching the BET Awards with the tweets, it was hilarious. Like, I felt like I was, like, in a room, in, like, a chat room with a bunch of people or a group chat with a bunch of people. And they were just hilarious. Like, everybody. It's like taking all the funniest people you ever met and putting them in one chat room when you're on some of these hashtags. I love that shit, but I'll be damned if I'm be in there trying to be funny and trying to be a hero and trying to seem like I'm holier than now and shit when I'm not. So that's my perspective on it. But like I said, let let them eat the fucking cake. Let them have fun with that feedback loop. That's them. They don't realize they they might I don't think they realize what it really is. Because it really is it's brainwashing people to like I said have this image just like in the 50s it was the nuclear family image which i think is cute <laughs> but everybody thinks the 50s are really cute it, it's just very pretty everything is just so perfect and like all the women are always like perfect they have videos about how to look good and it was part of the school curriculum like imagine part of the school curriculum was how to look like an instagram model that's basically how it was in the 50s or how to be like when tumblr was popping how to how to look good on Tumblr, and they have, like, India Love teach you how to do it, like, that's how it was in the 50s, um, so they, they put this image up, and women fed into the image, they were like, oh, but the video says the government is putting this video out, this is how we're supposed to look, so I better look like that, and it's the same thing that happens on social media, oh, this is what everybody likes, but the, the scarier part is you're actually seeing, like, the number of likes, the number of retweets, I can't say any of these Twitter words. You know what I'm saying. You're seeing people like, you're like, oh my God, a million people like Kylie Jenner. If I look like her, and then you can see all the thirsty ass guys trying to fuck her in the comments. If I look like Kylie Jenner, then people are going to feel like this about me. And then you have somebody trying to look like her. And again, it's not to say that's bad because it's not, that's that's their life. That's their, it's their journey. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds, like that's what, makes them feel better that's fixing their problem for, for themselves um but for those people if you ever want to really examine what you're doing a little bit deeper um and kind of understand how instagram is seeing what they're doing and how twitter sees what they're doing and the other companies that stand to benefit from people enjoying the service and why they make so much money this is why, because they're selling you this image. So I know, for example, on Pinterest, I really enjoy Pinterest. I think Pinterest is great because I don't feel like they really influence what I look for. I pick what I look for and they find things similar to it. So I like that about it. I don't really go to, I know this is kind of like a trending page and there's a lot of stupid shit on there. So, but other than that, I think it's really awesome. So like on Pinterest, um, I like to see pictures of things that I would love to have. Like, just sometimes they're little things, sometimes they're really big things. And I, when I started doing it, I was just saving stuff that other people wanted. So, huge mansions, you know, really, really um, expensive jewelry, expensive ass dogs, <laughs> or like big vacations. I don't really like none of that shit. 
if I was rich, if I could have everything that I wanted in my life, I wouldn't have a huge house. I would have like an average size house, a decent size yard. You know, I don't really believe in wearing diamonds. I think it's really unnecessary. I like my little, you know, my little white, what is it, white sapphire? No, no, white topaz, that's what it is. And my little silver shit. I like that. I can live with that. I don't need all the real stuff. I like Victoria. I'm fine with it. I think it's cute. <laughs> I don't really like designer bags. I don't, I, I'm trying to not wear leather anymore because I don't eat beef, you know, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> so when I see these designer bags, why do I really want that? And the answer was I wanted other people to treat me better. Because when you're not dressed, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to get made fun of for my clothes. I never had expensive clothes. And even up in, you know, I even up a long way through my adulthood, I didn't have expensive clothes. And people would make fun of me for it. Um, like, you know, when I was like 21, around that age and stuff. And so as I got older, I realized, oh, if I get this pair of shoes or this bag or this phone, whatever, this shirt, people like will talk to me more. And I, I won't even say like, but they'll talk to me more. They see me as more approachable. Like, if you go shopping, you have designer bags, especially in New York, people treat you differently, obviously, if you think you have money. It's all about what you look like. If you look like you have money, you get treated like you have money. That's just the fact. So it's kind of like, you look like money, you get treated like money. So I think I was in that mind state when I started using Pinterest. But then I started to be like, well, let's think about what I would really want. What do I really want to have? Like, I just want to have this little ass house, <laughs> this little ass yard or this nice apartment, understated, minimalist, like, sleek, but, like, it's kind of messy. Like, there's something called heeg. I forgot if it's, like, Swedish or something, but it's all about being comfortable and, like, big fuzzy blankets. And I think it was actually trending on Pinterest. But that's the kind of stuff I like. I can get that now. <laughs> So it, it really changed looking at things the way that um, I'm proposing. It just makes your your actual life, I think, better. Personally, I believe that. So if you're listening to this and you, you get some FOMO or you just feel kind of inaccurate, inaccurate what is wrong? Um, inadequate when, when you look at social media. I would just... Just keep in mind what is, be- it's something that's being created. It's not you. So I guess that's really what I want to get get um, across. It's not you that doesn't fit in with social media. Social media is not a real thing. The images that are created, none of them are real. They're all fabricated. Each individual Twitter user is fabricating what they're writing. And by that, I mean, it's very calculated down to the 16-year-old. I mean, especially teenagers are calculated, but you get what I'm saying. The the brokest person on Twitter and the richest person on Twitter, I bet you they're putting close to the same amount of thought into their tweets. And just really trying to build an image for themselves off of the tweet. And it's 90% of the time, 99% of the time, it's the good guy image or the bad guy image, or the comedian. I'm telling you, if you go down your, your TL, or if you just go through the hashtags, you don't even have to sign in, you will see that what I'm saying is 
pretty accurate. But like I said, live your life. You should, if you feel like this is real, you don't agree with me, um, I would say that's fine. But just understand there's a reason they're making money off of it. And it's not as simple as you think. It's, it's not as simple as you think. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Because I want this to really be focused on Twitter. And the next one is going to be about Facebook. Um, so, thank you for listening. I don't know if anyone is still listening. But if you're listening, if you're driving. Because I put this so it could be in cars and stuff. Um, be safe when you're driving. God bless your car, sir or man. And yeah, I just really want people to just be a little more aware of, of things. And just be a little more critical of the world around you. Don't just accept everything and say, oh, well, it's just like that. Well, yeah, it's just like that. Nothing is just like that. Somebody made social media. It's not like writing a letter where you, writing has been around for forever and communication has been around forever. So it's not that simple. It's something that you can really sit back, look at from the outside and analyze. And I think that's beautiful about social media. Um, but I just really want to encourage people to be more critical of it. Just be more critical. Take yourself out of it, out of your anger. If you're really, really upset about Trump, really upset about people who are upset about Trump, just take yourself out of it and just look at it as if it was like a video game story. Or And I say video game story or plot because video game plots tend to be a little more complicated than movies. So that's the reason I said that. But just try to look at it as if it wasn't real, as if it was a story, and you're analyzing the story. And I think when you do that, it really helps you to see deeper into what's going on. And it gives you a better perspective on your own life. Okay, so thank you for listening. If you're in the future, I hope this somebody from the future is listening to this. If you're in the future, you know what I'm saying, Gondor Premulon, JT, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Peace out, bro. Peace out.